just send out some advice for people that choose to decide to come into leadership. Now, I don't normally just throw on this podcast, you know, uh, different things about leadership. But in this in particular one, I have to do this. If anybody decides that they want to put themselves in leadership, I'm going to say this very clearly. Show some patience and quit being disrespectful. I say that because if you're in the over 60 category, Trying to be a leader, but you cannot control your emotions, nor can you not control the way that you can behave yourself, you do not belong in leadership. Point blank, period. Now, there are some people that can do that. That's over 60. They could do that. But, I'm speaking from anybody that don't have those type of patience. I'm speaking to the ones that feels like that they could just take their attitudes and just throw it everywhere. I get it. You're frustrated. I get it. People don't want to show up. I get it. But let me remind you of something. I've been there. I've been there. I've been a manager. I've been a supervisor. I've even been put in a manager position to where I have worked by myself. I've done it. It didn't give me the free will right to go and act a butt fool. A lot of things that I had to learn in leadership, I didn't learn just for fun. I learned it because it is important to show how you are in management. It really shows your bad side, but it can also show your good side. But that's why I say you need patience and you got to stop being disrespectful. It just has to stop. And that frustrates me. It really puts me in a bad mood when people think they, they can actually put themselves in that position to show Anger, disrespect, evilness, all of the above. Because if there's one thing that I do not like, it's those type of people that shows their temper tantrums. If you want to brag or if you want to say that, you know, that you've retired before, then damn it, you need to stay retired. Period. 
I'm not focusing this on just anybody. Trust me, I'm not. Because if you really think that you're needed, you're not. They will replace you in the blink of an eye and they will not blink an eye. You hear me? They will not blink an eye. There's too much going on with me to be sitting up here and listening to your hot garbage. My anxieties are too bad. They're way too bad. We all know that we have those crappy managers, supervisors, whoever they are. You have them. Because either their life is not going good or they have to do something in order to keep a job or whatever. And they decide that they want to take all their crap out on you. Or they want to take their, their, their frustrations out on whoever. I've experienced that. I've seen it. And I've been there. My thing that I really have to express upon is that if people are there to help you, let them help you. If people are not doing their damn jobs, force it. You're only making yourself crazier if you're doing it for them. If you sit up here and say that you damn too damn old, to be doing things and doing other people's job, force them to do their job. It's that simple. And if people don't want to do their job, you start handing out warnings. You start handing out write-ups. That'll change their whole behavior. But if you choose... To do the job for them. And you want to start complaining. Then. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Because I could care less. If you're doing somebody else's job. Because you didn't want to enforce it. That's not my problem. Now that's yours. Because you didn't enforce. What needed to be done. To everybody else. Not my problem. And I sure as hell don't want to hear it either. Believe me when I tell you that. I didn't want to hear it. I'm not in the mood. Today, I'm definitely not in the mood. That day just got ruined because of bullshit like that. It got ruined. And trust me. Let me say this. There are people that actually sit down and listen to this podcast. There are people that actually knows about my podcast. And there are some that has heard about my podcast but has not listened to it. 
I'm going to say this. If you're listening for the first time, and I'm hoping that it gets out because I don't give a damn now. If you listen, I hope this becomes a clear message. I'm not that dude to be playing games anymore. I ain't the dude. I had too many people that would come up to me. Ooh, you better be careful how you talk to management. So what? I've been there. Management don't fear me. I'm going to speak on how I feel. I'm going to speak it. I'm not the dude to go and just go off on individuals. I'm not that dude. Anything that you need me to do, I'll do it. You need me to come in and do a double, I'll do it. Hell, sometimes I even volunteer, go in, do a double, I'll do it. If you need me to do something else, I'll do it. If you need me to do this, I'll do it. You need me to do that, I'll do it. I do it with no complaints. I do it. And I get it done. One thing I don't like, and I've said it just a few minutes ago, is people that tend to get disrespectful. People that tend to sit down and think that they can just freeload a pass to be ignorant to other people. I know what it's like to be in management. It's a frustrating job. It's stressful. But you have to keep enforcing a lot of these things because people are not going to do what they're told unless you enforce it or unless you write them up. You be quick to fire them. Fine. Do it. Fire them. Fire me for all I care. Fire me. You know, it's, it, it, for me, in this position right now, it's not a thing for me to say. But I have to say this because your attitudes is not going to help bring people aboard. If I had gotten promoted because y'all look at me as a better leader, then you best to believe y'all are dragging me down and y'all making me look bad because of the way that y'all choose to act. It's not a good thing. It never will be a good thing if you decide to straighten up or if you feel like you're never going to straighten up, you got to go. Because I'm trying to put a print to make this job a better place to work. That's it. That is it. But I can't do it if I got leaders that's over me that decide that they want to act straight up foolish, disrespectful, evil. Want to do all these things 
disregard core values. It's making me look bad. It's making me look bad. It's frustrating. It's very, very frustrating. You know, we could have a lot more people at our fingertips. We could. But now, now, So being a leader is never an easy thing. It's never an easy thing. Like I said, I've understand that. I've I've been there. I've been there. But you know, for a general fact, that in order for you to earn the respect, you gotta give the respect. And sometimes the patience can only go so far. When people don't listen to the problem at hand, but it feels like that the problem that they're doing is not a big deal, oh, damn it, you better believe it is a big deal. I don't never speak out or nothing if I know it is a problem. Like I said before, I have I do things without complaint. I get the job done. Point blank. Period. I never say a word. I do it. I just do it. But the one thing I'm not going to tolerate is your disrespect. I am not going to tolerate it. I'm tired. I got enough problems of my own to be dealing with this mess. I got enough problems. My anxieties are horrible when it comes down to this. I let people crawl under my skin for no reason. None. I've had to have Darren talk some sense into my head. Because I let people crawl under my skin. That is something I should not allow for myself to do. But you know what? Defending myself is never, ever going to be that same perspective that I thought it would be. The silent treatment has always been the brutal key to unlocking the door. The silent treatment. Let it be. But you know what? I don't even do that. And I need to. That's why I have some sense talked into me. You never put yourself in the predicament to know and understand that you are in control of a lot of things in your life. You are the CEO of your life. You fire and you hire. 
That's how you make the best of friends, and that's how you know you have toxic people. That's how you know. Forget everything that you know that could be the problem. Forget all that, because the minute that you decide on who you think that's going to disrespect you or treat you the wrong way, that's when you know it's time to make a change. But you can't think ahead and decide, oh, he's going to be this, he's going to be that. No, you have to experience that. And trust me, I've experienced it now. It is time to make that change. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. All that bullshit. All of that is over. It's over. I'm just letting people know. Anybody decide to want to get into leadership, learn it the right way. Know and understand that you are the role model that leads a company. Know and understand that being a leader takes dedication. It doesn't take you to complain about this, complain about that. It doesn't take for a fact that a leader can say, I've been retired. I could be retired again. That is not a good leader. That is the one of the most shittiest leader you could ever put yourself under. Be a good leader. Be right back. What's happening, fam? How's everybody doing today? How's everybody doing? Yeah. I guess everybody know how I'm doing. But it's fine. You know, sometimes you just have to go on a rant, you know, just to get your point out. And it's well worth it. You know, I have this podcast platform to actually be able to take advantage of the little small things. You know, and also to be able to speak on mental health at the same time. You know, I had that small advantage. So yeah, that was just a rant that needed to come out on my behalf because the more that I keep it bottled in, the more that is actually going to just kill me. It's going to kill me. So I just laid everything out. I just let it out. And I feel better. I feel better. Am I still a little disappointed? Yeah, I am. Without a shot of a doubt. But you know, that's life. We're all human. And that's okay. It's okay to not be okay. You hear that expression all the time. And that expression is going to continue for the rest of the lives. It's going to continue. You know, so that was my rent, and I'm glad that I got it out. So we're going to continue. 
to part two of this series of uh, drugs and uh, mental health. So to kind of go over what we talked about last week, um, I discussed some of the things in the news that was going on last week during part one, and I actually is uh, reading from a PDF. PDF of Rethink Mental Illness that contains drugs, alcohol, and mental health, but I've just been doing the drugs part because I've already done a series on alcohol uh, a couple of weeks ago. Well, I ended the series a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, I uh, mentioned some of the things on how uh, drugs and uh, alcohol can affect your mental health, but I actually mentioned it from a drug standpoint. But this also involves uh, alcohol too. So I kind of reviewed over that and I also mentioned uh, the definition of what is psychosis. And that's where we stand right now. So before I continue into the Rethink Mental Health PDF, I'm going to actually read something from an article from uh, US News uh, maybe about four weeks ago. Uh, this article was written, of course, October 14th of this year. Uh, CD, CDC reports record high 12-month drug overdose death toll. A drug overdose deaths in the United States hit a new record for the 12-month period ending in March 2021. A new government data shows. Just like when we get ready to hit downhill, now, all of a sudden, Things are flying right back up again. Hit a new record. That's not good. A record high 96,779 drug, drug overdose deaths occurred between March of 2020 and March of 2021. That's a whole year. Representing, representing a 29.6 rise. A new statistics from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's National Center for health statistics found. The number of provisionals and the CDC's estimate for predicted death tolls won in 99,000 from March 2020 to March 2021. This is CNN reporting. Regina LaBelle, the acting director of executive office of the President Office of National Drug Control Policy, said this in a statement. This also came from CNN when they reported this. It is important to remember that behind these devastating numbers are families, friends, and community members who are grieving the loss of loved ones. End quote. Let me remind everyone. What she just said, these drug overdoses, the one I read last week about a 14-year-old, and I think another one was a 4-year-old, getting their hands on drugs that should not have been. One died, one didn't. These are the type of devastating things that you're talking about, these devastating numbers. Families, friends, and community members. You know, people get a little too curious, especially the younger ones. You have to keep those in mind. You have to keep those in mind. The state with the largest increase in overdose deaths, 85.1% during that time, was Vermont. 
uh, opioids accounted for the highest number of overdose deaths, followed by synthetic opioids, uh, excluding methadone, which was linked to the lowest number of overdose deaths. Three states saw their number of overdose deaths decline from March 2020 to March 2021. New Hampshire, New Jersey, and South Dakota. South Dakota's reported overdose deaths declined by 16.3%, the highest of any state. Between March 2020 and March 2021, the COVID-19 pandemic took hold in the United States and disrupted normal daily routines, a CNN noted. The CDC data showed that show a 29.7% increase in drug overdose between February 2020 and February 2021. Earlier this year, CDC said the more than 93,000 drug overdose deaths already reported in 2020 was nearly 30% more than the number observed in 2019, and the largest single-year increase ever in the United States, CNN also reported. At the time, National Institute on Drug Abuse Director Dr. Nora Volkov called the figure chilling and said the COVID-19 pandemic has created a devastating collision of health crisis in America. Now, the source of this came from uh, CNN. So if you want more information on that, you can visit the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention uh, for more on drug overdose death. See, the, 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 those numbers sat right there, right on your fingertips. These are stats, straight up numbers from drug overdose in the 12 month death toll of drug overdose. That's a record high. We have got to bring more awareness about this. So, with that, Let's go ahead and go back to the rethink mental uh, illness. New psychoactive substances, which is NPS. This is a continuation of uh, which substances can affect my mental health. Last week I mentioned cannabis, and uh, that's it. Now I am on. Uh, NPS, new psychoactive substances. They're also known as plant food, NPS, MDAT, Air 3, Dimethicane, or Dimethicane, I'm sorry. It might be Dimethicane and bath salts. Uh, these are drugs that contain one or more chemical substances. They produce effects on a similar to cocaine, cannabis, and ecstasy. Some of the drugs class as NPS used to be known as legal highs. This is a common term that people use, and it is used because the NPS were legal before 2016. However, the name is now wrong because since 2016, they have been made illegal. The short-term effects of, of an NPS depends on what you take. Some new psychoactive drugs can cause confusion and feeling of panic. You can also have hallucinations. This is when you see, smell, hear, or feel things that other people don't. Hallucinations can affect the way you behave. Your behavior can
can become erratic and put your own safety at serious risk. These drugs can also affect your judgment, which can put you at risk. Some MPS can be very dangerous. They can kill you or hurt you very badly. There are higher risks if this is taken with alcohol or other psychoactive drugs. There you go. That's new psychoactive substances, MPS. Amphetamine and methamphetamine, which is also known as crystal meth, ice, meth, glass, whiz, speed, billy, base, yava, patina, and christine. In short term, these drugs can make you feel wide awake and alert. This can make it difficult for you to relax or get to sleep. They might cause you to have a drug-induced psychosis. In the long term, amphetamine may might make you anxious and depressed. They can also be addictive. When you stop taking the drug, you may feel depressed. You might find it hard to sleep. Benzodiazepines. I got that wrong too, but known as uh, also known as uh, benzos, blues, downers, roofies, valleys, dazepam, ripenol, valium, and anax. Benzodiazepines are a type of a uh, tranquilizers. They are used to treat anxiety. They are also used as a muscle relaxer. Sometimes the doctor will tell you to take benzodiazepines to help you with anxiety. But people also buy them illegally because of their relaxing effects. They can be addictive. And also doctors give them for a short time. In the short term, these drugs can make you feel calmer. Depending on the type that you take, they can make you feel confused or overly sleepy. Taking benzodiazepines with other drugs or alcohol can be dangerous. It can affect your breathing, and it can also increase the risk of overdose and death. And in the long term, some people become addicted. This has, this can have a big effect on their day-to-day -day life. I don't know a lot of people that actually do sit down and take these type of drugs, but I have a pretty strong idea that some people that I do know that actually take a lot of drugs from this PDF. I don't know who, but I have a feeling that I know some people that does this stuff. And what really frustrates me more about this is that they had a choice. Control. They no longer have it. They no longer have it. 
And the biggest thing about that is how would you know that this will affect you? Did you actually think that doing this would actually lead you to these kind of effects or you felt like, oh, this is something that you can handle? You know, these are questions sometimes that you have to ask when you see somebody you know, somebody you love, take these type of ordeals. I've also watched a lot of commercials, and I've watched one about uh, actual people that are addicted. I have to get that information. But they actually speak in a group like kind of like therapy or however you want to put it, counseling or whatever but they sit down and they actually discuss their issues with drugs what they was addicted to what it did to them and how that group actually helped them overcome their addiction to drugs just by therapy you know I've seen people actually sit up here and do a lot of these things, a lot of these drugs, and now they're sick from it. Cancers. You know, it's like, where were you at when you decided this? Now, you could be the most healthiest person in the world. Don't get it twisted. You could be the most healthiest person in the world and actually still have cancer. You can still become sick. You can still become have these these diseases as a healthy person. But what is the highest risk? Drugs or being healthy? Drugs. But sometimes the things that we breathe causes cancer. There are companies out there that has actually had to shut down because the things that they breathe have actually caused them cancer. And they could be the most healthiest person in America. Or they could be smoking 16, no, more than two packs of cigarettes a day. I'm thinking of actual cigarettes, not the box itself. Two packs of cigarettes every day. That's a lot of cigarettes. That's a lot of cigarettes. Especially if you're still a, if you're still a healthy person and you're drinking that much compared to the two cigarettes a day. You know how many bottles of water that you would drink to match up to them drinking, uh, having uh, two packs of cigarettes a day? Not only is that a lot of water, but once again, that's a lot of cigarettes. I've never been the guy to actually sit down and smoke or anything like that. But damn. Damn, damn, damn. Now you got anxiety. Now you feel more relaxed. Now you are more calmer. But now, you got a lot of things that's affecting your day-to-day life. And that ain't good. It's not good at all. It's just need to be reminded of what these drugs can do to you and your mental health. 
it's a big thing. That article I just read a few minutes ago. Let me requote that. That doctor. Yeah, I mean, if I can find it. From Regina LaBelle. It is important to remember that behind these devastating numbers are families, friends, and community members who are grieving the loss of loved ones. And I'm going to tell you, the power of money, that's going to be also in my series. It might be after this one. I'm going to talk about money and mental health. Well, hopefully I can gather some material on money and mental health. Because trust me, these celebrities out here, they got so much money that they could blow it within any minute. Rather if it's a gambling addiction, rather if it's a drug addiction, rather if it's an alcohol addiction, rather if it's a porn addiction, rather if it's any type of addiction that's going to affect their everyday life. It's out there. It's a free world to them. Magic Johnson. The power of money and control. Cost him HIV. He's still alive. Thank God. They was able to find. You know. A treatment that would. Fight HIV. Not cure it. But fight it. That can build good immune system and still be able to fight HIV. Now, do I personally feel that they do have a cure for HIV? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I'm sorry, but y'all don't have me food on that one. Y'all do not have me food. Y'all got something to help cure HIV. But the only thing that I feel that I know that I can't prove is the fact that Magic Johnson is cured from HIV. It's just a theory. That doesn't mean I will have to do some thorough, 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 deep research. And it's not even beyond freaking the internet. The internet wouldn't even give me information on things like this. I would literally have to take myself to a library and do some research myself. But I know it's a fact. It's a cure for it. They have cures for mostly everything that's going on. Except for COVID right now. But they're coming to that. I know that for a fact. Because they're going to charge people for it. It's all about money. That's why I'm going to get into that series. Right after this one. We as individuals. We as citizens of the United States. Wherever you're at, know and understand that the drugs that is presented to every single one of you can also still show awareness with these type of drug overdoses. I just want that to be known and I want to throw that out there. You know, it's important for every minute that we bring this awareness of drugs, 
we're going to actually see and hopefully get into people's heads about what this could do to them. We need this. We really need this. Didn't want to take up too much of your time, but that's all I have right now. Um, I'm going to continue into this series next week, uh, part three. This might be a longer part than I thought because there is material here that, that do need to be talked about. But I'm going to stop here for now. Um, we're uh, actually put on to this and we'll catch up with it uh, next week. But thank you for joining me on Breaking Mental Health with Dura. I am your host, Dura Watts. Of course, I am on social media. Uh, follow me on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Love University. I don't have a lot out. I just uh, actually just post my episodes right now, but I will be able to actually um, post different things about mental health in that aspect. I will get to that. But please support me. Support me, support me, support me. I appreciate a lot of people that actually do listen to my podcast that could be listening to other podcasts and still probably do listen to other podcasts. I still appreciate you taking the time to spend with me as I share mental health also and many different aspects of the mental health category. I thank you. I thank you for listening. I thank you very much for that. I really appreciate it. But until then, stay true to yourself. And always remember, when it comes down to listening, you're one step closer to bringing awareness. Let's go. Let's go.